Welcome to the Collecting Wisdom podcast. Collecting Wisdom is a space where you'll find intimate conversations on life, yoga, philosophy, spirituality, healing, transformation, and what it's like to live on purpose. From those that I've personally met and have collected wisdom from on my own path as a teacher, a healer, and a guide for others. I'm Marissa Rose, and I will be your host on the Collecting Wisdom podcast. And I hope that you're able to soak up the wisdom that is shared in these episodes, that these words resonate with you, that they inspire you towards change, and that they encourage you and empower you in your own journey as a teacher, a healer, a coach, and a guide. Feel free to listen to this podcast when you're on a walk, cooking in your kitchen, one of my favorite places to listen to podcasts, or driving in your car on a road trip somewhere that you love. I'm excited to be here with you, and let's start this journey. We are back on the Collecting Wisdom podcast, and I was able to have an inspiring conversation with Drew Davis, the co-founder of Gem Life and Bar in New Jersey. And I can't wait for you to hear this conversation that we were able to have and for Drew to share her story of living an alcohol-free lifestyle with you. If you are someone who has been thinking and considering living a more sober, curious life, lifestyle or just wanting alternative ways and options for what to drink when you're socializing and how to still have fun and be fun, even if you're choosing not to drink, whether that's for the rest of your life or just to scale back a bit. And I think you'll get a lot from this month's episode. So I would love to introduce you to Drew Davis, who co-owns Gem Life and Bar, a booze-free bottle shop concept in New Jersey. Over the last decade, Drew has battled the ugly side effects of autoimmune diseases and the unknown of a rare illness. The idea of Gem Life and Bar had been brewing for years, and after experiencing a life-threatening flare-up in April of 2020, Drew knew that she couldn't sit on this idea any longer. Drew's mission for Gem Life and Bars starts with empathy and meeting the customer where they are both physically and emotionally throughout their well-being journey. Wellness is the main driver for creating Gem Life and Bar. And Gem Life allows for customers to indulge, experience, and connect with sustainable wellness products, booze-free options, and self-care products. Drew lives in New Jersey with her husband and four kids. And in her free time, Drew loves to travel, work out, and spend time creating memories with her family. Let's dig in to the episode. All right. Welcome back to the Collecting Wisdom podcast. I am sitting here on a rainy Monday morning with Drew, the owner of Gem Life and Bar, which is a booze-free bottle shop in New Jersey. And I met Drew through a friend and a client of mine, and we had a phone conversation, I guess a couple of weeks ago, and we were just chatting about something totally unrelated to the podcast. And I was like, I need to have you on the podcast. I want people to know more about you and what you're up to, but also to hear your story of how you got to where you are and um, really personally, which is what I'd love to hear to start. And then also professionally, because 
a lot of us, you know, that listen to the Collecting Wisdom podcast and come to the Well Studio or that I get to connect with, you know, we have visions and dreams and hopes to do things, big things in our lives. And you're out there doing it. It's so beautiful to see and get to stay connected with you and follow you on Instagram. So um, Drew, welcome to the podcast. And I'd love for you to start there, just sharing more about yourself and really your journey of how you got to where you are and what you do now. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm really excited to chat with you and then, you know, collaborate in the future. But um, so I opened Gem Life Bar in like August of 2020 was the official opening date uh, after some pretty life-changing events. Um, I I think like I now I look back, like I was probably always destined to be here. If you look back at your life and you're like these little moments and you're like, okay, like this is probably where I'm supposed to be, even though I didn't realize it. Um, but I'll, I'll give you a little backstory. So like I grew up and like my parents like always enjoy drinking. There's always alcohol everywhere. Um, I think that's for most people. Our society really just kind of trains us from like childhood. Like you drink for birthday parties, for sat when you're sad, at weddings, at funerals, like if you had a bad day at work, uh, you watch TV shows and everybody's always drinking and going for happy hours. So like, I just grew up like thinking that that was part of being like what you're supposed to do like a teenager you're supposed to drink and like do stupid stuff because that's what you do then as you get older you're supposed to drink because you're a mom or because you're tired of your job or because you're so like I never knew any different ways to cope with life other than like oh it's we have a drink um and so I would say like I was not a good I mean I was probably a fun drinker I wasn't a I wasn't a good drinker um I don't remember there's you know you look back and I was like there's not very moments where you're like oh my god I had the best time ever. It was always like the next morning, like, what did we do? Like, or like, I feel sick for three days. And as you get older, it gets worse. Uh, <laughs> the anxiety lasts for like a week. Um, and so I have like some autoimmune health issues and I've struggled with them for years. And I never really attached alcohol and my health issues together. I never thought that like, I, I usually drank to take the pain away because I was in pain a lot with my health issues. Um, and so April of 2020, right. Like a month into the pandemic. Um, I mean, we were like making lots of food. We went and stocked up at the liquor store. Cause of course the liquor store was open, not the gyms, but the liquor store was open during the pandemic. Um, so we like stocked up on all this fun stuff. My husband and I were like, Oh, we're going to pair like beers with foods. And like, we don't even drink beers, but we we're like, let's just have fun. Um, and I was like in pain for like a week. And I was like, I don't feel good. And I remember on like August or April 13th saying like, just pour me a vodka and pineapple. I'm going to lay down like my side hurts. Um, unbeknownst to me that my pancreas was not working. Um, mm -hmm. So the next day I did go to the ER because I was like, the pain was worse than childbirth. Um, and they took me back and they were like, I was there for like 10 days. Um, they thought they might have to like operate, but I had severe acute pancreatitis, which if it gets worse, it goes sepsis in your body. So it was like a life or death thing. Um, I didn't really realize, I mean, I had lost like 30 pounds in like a month and I was very yellow, but like, I just thought I was doing really good in my basement workouts with COVID. I was like, oh man, I really like losing. Like, I was like, I'm really doing good at these basement workouts. Um, I didn't know that my pancreas was, um, which is, can be super, I mean, it can be super scary. I mean, like if I think back now, I'm very like, you like, you laugh on the painful moments sometimes, but like, it was scary. I was by myself. Nobody could come visit me. Um, they were like talking about doing surgery. They were like looking for cancer. And I'm like, I mean, they like, those moments you're like, I am like 35 years old. I have four children. I'm married. I'm like, what am I, 
what am I doing with my life? Like what legacy am I leaving? Like what am am I doing something I love every day? Like if I died today, like would this be how I want to be remembered? And I think I had that really raw moment with myself and I was by myself for like 10 days in the hospital, like other than the nurses checking on me. And I just knew that like, this was not where my life was going to go anymore. Like I was going to really take care of myself. Um, and the doctors, so what they told me, they were like, you can't drink alcohol. You can't like, have high fattening foods. Like there's a bunch of lists of things that I couldn't do for six months to a year. Um, and I was in and out of the hospital over the, that year anyway. So, but I was, alcohol was really hard for me to give up. Yeah. And so like, I remember coming home when my daughter's birthday was like a week later, we had a barbecue in the backyard and my husband found me upstairs crying on the floor. And he's like, what, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't know how to have fun without alcohol. Like, I don't know how to host a birthday party without alcohol. I was like, I had a really tough time with it. And I was like, okay, if you're crying, like there's a toxic relationship there and you've got to figure out who, why you're drinking. So I started doing like a lot of like shadow work and inner child healing and like trauma work on my own. Um, and then I started looking for alternatives to drink because I love a fun drink. So I was like, I still want to have fun. I just like need something fun. I don't want just water. I want something fun. So I started finding these brands and I, I thought I was so smart. I was like, what if I create a space that has all this stuff for people? Cause like, I found out like a lot of people don't drink, which I was like, people just don't drink. And I didn't realize that like for multiple reasons. And I was like, what if I created, there's like a gap in the market. There's like, uh, I, like these people need a place and there's nowhere to go. So I was like, I'm going to create a space. I don't know how, when, but, um, I started online and I was mm-hmm. like, I'm just gonna have an online bottle shop and get people to get stuff to people's doors. Like almost like a supermarket, like a non-alcoholic, like a non-alcoholic liquor store. Like, let me just get like health supplements and let me get like these drinks to them so they can take care of themselves. Um, And then it turned into like, as the world started opening up a little bit more, I was like, I want to create a space for people that can connect mindfully, Mm -hmm. sip consciously, not feel pressured and like feel safe. Um, And also be like helping people heal and include like wellness. So there's all these things. I'm like, I'm just going to open a a bottle shop slash bar. Um, Not knowing that like like it was going to take me a year to get it open. Um, but like also not knowing like what my journey was going to look like. I was in and out of the hospital for two years with health issues. Like, um, even after I stopped drinking, cause it, your the, the damage that you do to your body between like, whatever, like drinking drugs, bad food, not taking care of yourself, exercising. Like it takes, a, it can, you can do it really easily, but it takes a long time to recover from it. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, so I, between like recovering and open the space, I just knew that like, our world needed more like nooks of wellness and like just letting people be their authentic selves without anything else. Wow. It's so beautiful. And it like, I mean, your literal pain, like you talked about your physical pain, like caused you to have to make changes and ultimately led you to where you are now. I just, I think it's um, hard to see probably when you're in it, but how beautiful that, you know, that led you to a complete lifestyle change. And then like, I talk about this a lot. It's like your life impacts so many others lives that now, you know, you have these communities that 
you're building around, you know, living without alcohol and normalizing that and making it fun still. And I like, I totally relate. I, in the last year have really shifted my relationship with alcohol as well. Um, because for me, it was more the mental, emotional body versus the physical was just exhausted and drained and burnt out. And I just knew that alcohol wasn't helping. Um, and so I took three weeks off of drinking alcohol. And from that, it really shifted them. My relationship with alcohol when I do drink. Um, and I also relate to, you know, at the well studio, we just started selling, um, the kin euphorics and I just think it's so important that people at least know that there is an alternative way to participate in life and to have fun. So I'm curious about, what that journey honestly has looked like for you and maybe any suggestions you have for people who are curious, have thought about it, but maybe have fears around like, well, what will people think or how do I have fun or what, what would that lifestyle even look like for them? Yeah, I think I, why every journey is different. Um, that's part of like the reason we call gem. I'm like, we're all unique. We're all different. We're all made differently, but we're all beautiful. Um, So like, it's not linear for everyone. And I know that like, I think it starts with being more mindful. Like you said, like, hold on, is this serving me? Like, why am I drinking? Mm. Like, what is it serving me? Like, what, what, like, who am I with when I drink? How do I feel when I drink? Um, I journal a lot now of like how I feel in certain situations. And I think, and how I feel like when I was, I guess I would say coming off, but like not drinking alcohol anymore. Like, how was I feeling? Um, And I think that helps me a lot. So like, journaling how you feel when, when you do and don't drink, um, that mm-hmm. helped me to see it in like writing and like get it out of like, so like what was heavy sitting on my chest, um, writing it out. Some people meditate. That was kind of my form of meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think like there are alternatives and I, that's like the most beautiful part about this, like where the industry is going is that like when I started my shop, there was like seven different like non-alcoholic beverages. There's like over 500 different brands now. So you can have anything from like non-alcoholic beers, wine, spirit. So if you love a margarita and you just want the taste and like it helps trigger that psychologically, like, okay, I have this cup in my hand. It tastes like a margarita. Like I don't need one. Um, we also have things that like have like kin, like, so they have the adaptogens. They've got like the functional mushrooms. Um, we even have CBD THC products for like those Cali sober people that like just need a little tiny bit to take the edge off, but like are not overindulging in it. Cause I think everything in balance. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, for people who are trying to like cut back on drinking, you have to remove it out of the house. You can't have it at the bar. Like you just got to get rid of it all. Cause like, it's too tempting. And we live in a <laughs> society full of temptation. So like, if it's there, we're probably going to like use it or do it or like, mm-hmm. so I say, get rid of it all. And like, when you're going to like functions, like find like a sober bestie or like one of your friends, it's like, Hey, like, will you not drink with me? Or will you help me not drink? Or like, you know, can we bring some fun alternatives? Will you share it with me? And most of the times your friends are like down with that. Um, you know what I mean? So it's like totally. trying to, yeah, like trying to find the, like those supportive people to like, kind of take the ride with you. Like one of my really good friends, she was kind of reevaluating alcohol at the time too. And so like, she was super impactful for me to like, be like, Hey, you want to do zoom happy hour, but without drinks, you know, because we were in COVID like, so we would like make a smoothie and talk. And so I think things like that will really, really help you on your journey. Yeah. And one thing that you, you shared, um, that also happened for me was actually when I took those three weeks off of drinking, I remember I went to Portugal and on the flight back, I was like, 
something has to change. I just knew that something had to change. And that was one thing that I knew that I could change. And one thing that also I felt like impacted a lot, you know, it's, it's, this is your body, your mindset, what you're putting into your body, the friends that you're hanging out with, the spaces that you go into, um, when you think about drinking and and your life. And so it was one thing that was tangible that I knew that I could change. And, um, I've always had a really healthy relationship with alcohol. So for me personally, it was really easy to just cut it out for three weeks and just kind of ask myself those questions. Like, what is this really about for me? And what do I want my relationship with alcohol to look like? But there were some nerves around like certain people in my life of like, what are they going to think of me? And how are we going to hang out and relate? And to be honest, some relationships did fall away and maybe not exactly because of that, but there was a ripple effect. And on the flip side of that, so many people actually came into my life and opened up about how they don't drink either. And I just kept saying before that point, when I took a break, like everybody drinks, everybody drinks, everybody drinks. I'm going to be all alone if I don't drink. And it actually wasn't true. I met a lot of people who were drinking alternatives and it was something that I just hadn't considered. And so now, you know, I drink consciously and it's something that I do enjoy, but it's, it's a choice. And I think about the environment and the people that I'm with and what it's really about for me, what I'm doing the next day. Um, and I'm like always that person that's like, I'm just going to bring a kin drink to a tailgate <laughs> or, you know, I'm going to drink lemon water. And one other thing that helped me personally for anyone that's listening is I, you mentioned a smoothie. I started to start my day with a green juice and there was something about like, okay, and a coffee. Like, okay, I'm starting my day with like something that's really nourishing and pure for my body. And it just caused me to make different decisions throughout the entire course of the day. Um, as I was journeying through, like, what did I want that relationship with alcohol to look like? Yeah. I think that's, it's a beautiful thing. Like those revelations that you have, like when you remove it, like mm-hmm. for me, like same, like there was a lot of friends that like, the only reason we were friends is because we used to go out and have drinks. And like those friendships fell off, but like, it was good for me because they weren't feeding me any good energy. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like nourishing my soul. And like, I've met some amazing people and like, I'm like, what's that? I'm not drinking. And I'm like, those are people I'd want in my life forever. Um, yeah. because we have like this conscious connection. It was like an authentic, there was nothing buffering us. It's just us. Um, so I think that's a beautiful thing, even though it can be hard for people. And I think a lot of people do struggle, like, you know, like, well, I lose my friends and that, and like, you, you might, you really, you might, you might feel isolated, but like in the end, it ends up being more beautiful than it is like going through it. Absolutely. So I want to talk about that next, like the community piece, because I know that's a big part of what you do in your business model. Um, so tell us what you do with community, because, you know, a lot of my communities in Philadelphia, not everyone, um, and you're just right across the bridge in New Jersey. So I'd love to hear how you're building community. And then if you can share, like maybe just even some tips for people that are like, I am going to be all alone because I like, I have a deep meditation practice during, like I have a lot of trust and faith most of the time, not all the time, but I was just like, no, I'm pretty sure if I do this, things will fall away and the other things will come, but that's a muscle, right? To work is that trust muscle. So is there anything like tangible that people can do or that you, that you know of, or you've heard of works besides, you know, going to an event? Um, yeah. So for us, like community is everything. Um, I think that like my intentions behind the brand was like, I want to meet people wherever they are on their journey. 
And I want to help them. Like, so like when they come to my shop, I want them to feel better. I want them to feel at home. I want them to feel peaceful and like healed people. Like, you know, they say hurt people, hurt people. Well, healed people, heal people. So if I can help heal one person and they can heal one person, like that's a ripple effect in our world that can help like us all. Um, So I think that's something that's for me, like that's what community really is for me is just like helping everybody feel better because we all are going through things. Um, Doesn't matter what it is. I know that like I have these events too, where I'm like, you can come and have fun and, you know, you can do a sound bath and Reiki. And then afterwards we're going to sip on like a conscious cocktail. And then you're going to go home and you're going to sleep the best you ever slept. Um, and then, you know, we have like, we're having a recovery coach and a TV host, and she's a best-selling author come this week, um, to just talk about her book, like do a sip and sign. So like connecting people with support too. So for me, like maybe reading this book will help support somebody in their journey. Um, mm. So I'm always just like, I'm like a human connector, like too. I love to just connect people and see how like we could all feed and like elevate each other. Um, so we do all, I mean, we do so many different events and they're all non-alcoholic. Um, so there's no alcohol ever involved. And it's really cool to watch people like meet a new friend. Um, it's really funny too, what I see in these events. And I just did a huge, one of the biggest non-alcohol uh, events in Kansas City to date. Like it was one of the big in the US this past weekend. Nobody's on their phones at our events. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So like I noticed even we had like a nightclub night with like non-alcohol drinks and you usually see people like on their phone scrolling. Um, not, there was like nobody on their phones. Like in none of my events, people are not on their phones. And I think that's beautiful because they're actually connecting with one another. Yeah, that's incredible. I, it's it's so incredible. And I'm so glad that you're out there putting these events on because I think that's kind of the hardest part is like, where can I go? How do I go out and still have fun if I'm not drinking and not like be the weird one, you know? Um, so it sounds like almost like making a list of alternative things that you could even just do with your time, you know, like definitely looking oh, at yeah. Any, you know, non-alcoholic events going on in your city, but even just alternative things that you could do, sound bath, Reiki, for me, like going on a hike, um, having a girlfriend over for tea, you know, like I sat this Saturday night, I went to the sauna and did an ice bath and then I drank tea and went to bed. And that was a sensational Saturday night for me. You know, that's not always my Saturday night, but felt great on Sunday and was super productive and felt good, you know, in my body. So I think, yeah, tuning into what other possibilities are besides going out to drink, maybe with like the typical crew that you go out with, if these are lifestyle changes that you're wanting to make. Agreed. Yeah. I like, I have a list of things too, like 25 things you can do, like not when you're like not drinking and like get yeah, hiking, like going on a walk, playing a board game, like with your husband, friend or spouse, like things that we used to do that we <laughs> don't do anymore. Um, but also, you know what I love? I love going on Groupon and finding a cool deal for like an experience that I would normally would not do. That's a great idea. Like, idea. yeah, I'm like, Oh, like let's go rock climbing. It's $20 a person. So like, that's another thing when you stop drinking, you do save money, even though non-alc beverages cost money. A lot of people are like, well, they cost like a lot of people come into my shop. They're like, I'm stopping drinking, but I'm still spending the same on non-alc. And I'm like, but not really. Cause like, if you go to a bar, mm-hmm. we know, like when I go to restaurants now and the bill's like 50 bucks, I'm like, oh my God, we got like a steak dinner. Like how's it $50? And I'm like, oh, because I didn't drink $150 worth of like <laughs> martinis. Um, 
And so like there is savings, like you do save money um, when you're not drinking because you're like consciously spending. Um, mm-hmm. I, I tell people like I was able to stop drinking and open a business. Like I literally, I we have bootstrapped our way through the whole thing. There's been no funding, no fundraising, which might be coming soon though, because we're trying to expand. But I've, I've learned, you know, you got to ask too. But like, I literally just started saving my money that I would spend going out and decided to use it to open a business. Yes. It's incredible. Um, that is so true. I've definitely experienced that as well. Um, and I actually wanted to ask about that, about the benefits that you've seen either in your own life or that you know of, and you're also in community with a lot of people that, you know, have chosen to drink less or to not drink at all. Um, what are the benefits of decreasing your alcohol consumption? Yeah. So for me personally, I know everybody's different, but for, I can tell you what I've experienced and what I hear. Um, so I lost weight immediately because unfortunately alcohol is inflammatory. And for me having an autoimmune disease, it was like putting fuel on a fire. So yeah. I lost like 30, 40 pounds. Um, like I lost cause I got sick and I gained some back, but then like I lost, like, I just have not like weight loss has been huge for me and like inflammation and swelling, yeah. um, anxiety. I never had anxiety. And then like in my early thirties, I started getting anxiety after I drank. Um, it would last for a few days because my nervous system was like a mess from drinking yeah. alcohol. Um, so I don't really have that anxiety anymore. Like I thought I was gonna have to go on medicine because I was like, this is getting bad. Um, but when I'm three years almost without alcohol and I really, I, I think we all experience a little anxiety here and there, but nothing to where I could feel like I need to be medicated. Mm-hmm. Um, my skin is so much more clear. Like I would get like breakouts or feel dull. Like my complexion looks a lot better. Yeah. Um, like sleep. Everybody said, you think a lot of people drink to sleep. Like I'm having a hard time sleeping. So I, if they drink enough, it'll put them to sleep, but your body never gets into the REM sleep. So you're never actually like getting that good sleep. You're just like tossing and turning and and you're passing out. You think that you're getting the good sleep. So that's another benefit. Um, I mean, I think my relationships with my, my husband, my children, my family members have gotten dramatically better too. Um, I'm just more mindful. And so I think that all those things combined are like, for me are worth it. Like for me to not like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I would pick up a drink again, even if I could, um, like, I mean, I probably could go have a drink right now and be fine, but the benefits I've seen from not drinking have changed my life. And I just don't know if I want to feel that way again. I mean, those are incredible benefits. And I think a lot of people definitely get anxiety the next day after drinking. You spoke to it because your nervous system is trying to like regulate itself um, after what you just put into your body. And I know for me in drinking less, my skin is so much clearer. It feels better. I I feel better. Like it just overall, like my skin, my body feels better and my sleep is so much better. Um, And I'm also choosing, you know, alternative drinks before bed, like a chamomile and rose tea. I've been like making my own teas, um, you know, drinking things mindfully where I'm considering what time do I want to go to bed? And then what do I want to drink to help me sleep? Not do I want, what do I want to drink so that I have to stay up all night and then feel anxious and tired the next day. So it's, it, I have noticed that it has a ripple effect and you just spoke to that, like with all the benefits, it's like one tiny thing being tweaked can, can change so much. And for me, I found it just from even just scaling back, you know, um, which has been really powerful. So I'm curious about your favorite 
products that you sell, or maybe let's start with what you'd suggest for anyone who's like, I need like the top three alternatives. If I'm really trying to like change my lifestyle and I'm still going to go out, but I, I need somebody to like bring to the tailgate or bring to the party. What would you suggest? So probably my top three drinks that I would go to would be, um, would be a Ken Euphorics, um, psychedelic water or Lalo, which those two are Kava. So they make you feel happy and euphoric, but like sometimes CBD drinks and sometimes adapted can make you feel tired. So this one like kind of lifts you up, but you feel like happy and part of the party. Um, and then flyers, which is a CBD cocktail. I'm obsessed with them and they're a really great one to like sip on slowly with friends or like on the couch at night Mm -hmm. when you're like watching your favorite show, getting ready for bed. Um, those are probably my top three, like ready to drink cocktails. Amazing. Amazing. And everyone can buy these at your stores. You have two in New Jersey, right? Yeah. So we have, so we have an online store that ships all over the U S Okay. and then we have two brick and mortars, um, one in Collingswood, um, New Jersey and one in Pittman, New Jersey. Okay. Beautiful. And for anyone that lives, you know, anywhere else across the U S or across the globe, where, where can people buy is online the best? Cause I know this is, this is pretty new. So. Yeah. So I mean, if, if you guys want to support Gem, you can purchase online and we can ship to you. But the beautiful thing about this industry is like, so we were one of the first in the country to open. I think we were like the second bottle shop, non-alcohol bottle shop to open in the country. Um, They're popping up everywhere now. They're like in cities like Atlanta. I mean, they're in New York, LA. Um, They're in like, I think there's like one in like Indiana. Um, You know, so they're, they're popping up everywhere. And a lot of like your liquor stores and grocery stores are starting to carry like some whole foods are carrying it sprouts. So if you can't make it in and support the small businesses, which I encourage, Mm -hmm. um, definitely like, you know, you could probably go on the website at any brand you're interested in and like look for the store locator, but it's really cool to watch it expand and like normalize. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the last question I want to ask you is what, what do you feel that's about? I saw on your Instagram, you posted, you know, that Vogue did an article just around like the trend of, you know, drinking less or living a sober, curious lifestyle. And I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are on why that's happening. Cause I see that coming. And I, the conversations I have, I'm in community a lot with people, our age and people are the, the vibe is like, people are like, I don't think I really enjoy this anymore. And I want to do things a little differently. So I'm curious what you're hearing and what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I feel like alcohol is going to be like cigarettes. Um, The movement of like exposing the truth about what it does to your body, um, what it does to your mind. I think after what we went through collectively as like a global pandemic, um, we don't want to feel stuck, sick, and tired. And that's what alcohol can make you feel stuck, sick, and tired. And I think we want, like we're craving wellness and we're craving experiences and you really can't do that. You can't do that effectively if you're putting something in your body that's poisonous. And mm-hmm. I hate to sound so harsh about it, but like, um, I never, like, I never thought these things until I started doing the research and I was like, no wonder why I was so sick and no wonder, um, because it, it's just, it's really not good for you. Um, and I think this younger generation, which is so cool is embracing it where they're like, I don't want to drink. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to do this. And they're breaking some generational curses. And I think that it's just going to, we're just going to keep seeing a shift towards more conscious cocktails, sipping mindfully, like low alcohol drinks. And 
the fact that marijuana is now um, like legal, I think that helps too, because a lot of people would prefer to maybe indulge a little bit in that, which is a little bit safer um, than alcohol. But I also still do encourage people to do that mindfully because we're not just like, we just don't want to replace one substance for another. Like we just want to make sure that we're like being health conscious about it. Absolutely. And yeah, I love, I love that point. I think that's, yeah, it's such a great point to um, like you offered mindful practices while um, drinking less. And I think it's, it's a full picture um, equation of, okay, you're changing one thing. How can you support that? What, what has been going on there? What is your relationship with alcohol like? And then like, where are you trying to go? What are you trying to do? Right. What are the differences that you want to feel inside of yourself? Um, So tell us about any, events that you have coming up. This will be launching in February. So we'd love to support you if anything is coming up in the next couple of months. Yeah. So the next, like, well, dry January has been wild. So I'm super thankful. Like just, I like to put out my gratitude. I'm very grateful for all the support we've had so far. Um, but we are, we do have some Valentine's day events on like the 9th and the 11th. Um, we're partnering with other uh, brands like locally to offer like some organic groceries and markets in our store for the spring. Um, so if you follow us on like Gem Life and Bar on Instagram, or if you go to our website, gemlifecollective.com, we put everything under the events tab that we have coming up. Um, it's a great play- way to see everything um, that we have scheduled out because there's so many events. We have sound baths, we have Reiki, we, you know, we have tarot readings. We do a lot of fun stuff. Amazing. Well, I will be at one of your events. Um, go out and support <laughs> Gem Life and support yourself. And thank you so much for sharing your story. I know it inspired me when, you know, we got to chat for the first time and I'm excited to hear, you know, the conversations that people want to have, you know, with myself and with you, Drew, um, on Instagram. So feel free to reach out to us. What is your personal Instagram if people have any questions for you? Yeah. Follow me at Drew Davis Beauty. Um, I'm on Instagram and TikTok and I have lots of conversations on both. Amazing. Yeah. Drew is like your go-to girl for all this. She is doing amazing (laughs) things. It's so beautiful to witness. So go follow her. Um, Send us your questions, your thoughts, where you are in your journey. Um, We are definitely on this journey with you. And thank you, Drew, for your time. Thank you so much. Bye everyone. I personally love hearing from each of you in my DMs about how these conversations are landing for you, what is resonating and the changes that you're making as a result of the wisdom that you're hearing from each of these episodes. So send me a message on Instagram at Marissa Rose Nash and let's connect. There are so many ways that you can stay connected with this work that I'm reading through the Well Studio. And I wanted to invite you into the offerings that we have coming up this year for teachers, aspiring teachers and leaders. In January, you can be a part of the Pathway, a nine month immersion that I'll be leading for leaders, healers, coaches and female CEOs. This will be a consistent container for guidance and support for those of you who are wanting to deepen and to scale in your journey as a leader. 
in February, our weekend intensive 25 hour advanced yoga teacher training at the Well Studio will be starting and you can learn from myself and Justin Riley about the energetics of yoga, intelligent sequencing, yoga philosophy, energy and anatomy, developing your personal teaching style and more. And in March, our 200-hour yoga teacher training starts, and this is our in-studio training for those of you who live in the Philadelphia area. We start in March and meet every Wednesday night for six months, in addition to four weekend intensives. This will be led by myself and a team of incredible teachers from across the U.S. that will be guiding you in how to become a yoga teacher. And our 300-hour yoga teacher training is coming up in October 2023, and all of our details for each of our offerings to support yourself in your journey as a student and a teacher and a guide can be found at www.thewellstudio.org and www.marissarosenash.com. I will see you soon, and I can't wait for the next episode.